Welcome to Millennium Live, the official podcast of the Millennium Alliance. Join us for a conversation of life, leadership, and how today's top leaders are digitally transforming the enterprise. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live. My name is Katie Perry, and today I'm joined with Victor LeBon, who is the head of strategy and innovation at ICP. Thank you for being here today, Victor. Can we just get a little bit of background on your role and ICP? Absolutely. Um, so thank, first of all, thank you for having me. So talking about ICP as a company, first of all, we are a global consulting and services company, and uh, we operate in the, the broadly um, the broad space of marketing operations and creative operations, which is really where the intersection of people and process and technology all come together. And what we do is we help our clients and some of the world's largest and best known brands achieve that marketing harmony and orchestrate those, uh, those business outcomes. For myself personally, I've been with ICP for ever. Uh, I've done most roles that exist along the way uh, for, for the last 13 years or so. And really my job as chief innovation and strategy officer involves helping to answer some of the trickiest questions that our clients uh, have for us, and then ask some tricky questions in return to get towards those outcomes, usually with the help of a, a whiteboard or three. And it's a, it's a lot of fun along the way. That's wonderful. So you just said something about these outcomes. So can you give us a little bit more information on that and the types of companies and the brands that you do work with? Absolutely. So first of all, um, the kind of companies we work with tend to be large multi-brand and multi-region companies. Now, and, and the outcomes that we help them to achieve can range from um, you know, digital commerce or more effective and efficient content creation and operations or the connection of technologies that all come together. Um, and so, so a big part of this is not just the, the, the technology stack and how it's put together, but really how that technologies and those processes leveraged within an organization to achieve that particular outcome. And obviously, if, you know, one of the big challenges that is currently going on right now with the COVID, and I'm probably going to get through this interview a few times by mentioning that, is really the, the, the realms of digital commerce and how that's really upended how a lot of businesses have to transform and to shift from their, their own internal operations. So, I mean, again, you know, these, these are challenges that have been around for a while, but there's now a real urgency in a sense for companies to, to get their, their internal house in order and really make sure that they operate in an agile way, in a dynamic way, um, and, and, you know, harmonize their, their own internal operations um, to, to get to an outcome, whether it's better consumer engagement, better you know, bottom line sales or growth, better use of technology or better internal alignment and communication. Yeah, absolutely. So you brought up COVID, which is obviously such a hot topic still. And I know that the teams and the brands that you work with are very diverse. So how would you say that the last 12 to 18 months really impacted priorities and resources in a more broad idea? That's a, it's a good question. I, I guess it depends on the company itself. So, you know, some of the companies we have been work, uh, working with have invested quite a lot over the years to get their foundational infrastructure in place. Uh, again, not just technology infrastructure, but people and process infrastructure. And for those who have been investing heavily over this over the years, you know, that's starting to pay off in spades, right? So they've got the baseline infrastructure in place and they've been able to really be nimble and agile and responding to the changing needs. For those companies who had kind of put this off for, uh, for another day, sometimes to do that, then there's now a pretty big scramble for them to adapt to, to the, the accelerated, I would say, demands that are coming from the consumer. And, and really, really, I think talking about consumer behavior, 
That's really been, well, two big challenges, one external and one internal. The external one is just the changing nature of the consumer behavior and expectations, um, where consumers, you know, you have to be online and they expect, and rightfully so, a seamless experience, whether you're engaging with your brand online, offline, third-party site, it doesn't matter. Consumers really expect a high level of engagement. So that's one of the biggest challenges that, uh, you know, a shift in consumer spend, consumer engagement and behavior. And of course, what's happened at the same time is that internally, companies have had to completely transform how they operate as a business. When everyone's had to shift to working from home, working remotely, so you've got a perfect storm of both of these things happening at the same time. And one thing I just want to highlight, though, is that these trends of changing consumer behaviors and you know flexible working and getting teams who wouldn't normally overlap to work harmoniously together is not something new. It's something that has been happening for a number of years, but really, you know, the, the pandemic has just accelerated that trend massively. Um, and once we come out of this, hopefully that'll be soon. And I know this is different in different parts of the world. You know, that's, that, that trend is still going to continue even further with that. So, you know, brand owners have been struggling with making the most with what they have already, um, you know, really being efficient as they do so, and really all pulling in the same direction and making sure that everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. They've all got the same goal and vision, mission and purpose. And then you know, having the foundational capabilities that still enables them to be agile and flexible to very rapidly change to the evolving customer and consumer needs. So I know we're all trying to look ahead and figure out what the future looks like. So Victor, do you have any idea what the future would look like for marketing, commerce, technology teams, especially as we continue to shift into a more digital age? And it seems like every brand is really behaving like a publisher. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we're all gazing into our crystal balls right now. And, and you know, that's looking ahead to the future, especially at, at a time right now when the future seems so uncertain, it becomes more important to try and, you know, mitigate against the different scenarios that may come up. And, you know, picking on that point that you made where every brand is behaving like a publisher, that's a key, a key piece of insight right there, because brands have concluded that they really need to be in control of the content that they're creating and the communications that they're having with their consumers. You know, it, it's for a lot of consumer goods companies we work with, like you know, Unilever or Coca-Cola and other companies like that, they have become real experts at their own internal supply chain for their products themselves, how to actually get that product from you know, a factory to, to in the hands of that consumer. But that orchestration of their content and adopting the same principles of managing the entire supply chain of their content, how it harmoniously comes together, is something that companies have decided that they really want to be in full control of because they are fully accountable themselves for the consumer experience that they're putting out. But also, and very interestingly, if you really have complete handle on your own content supply chain, you then get access to the data and the insights that come with your direct engagement with consumers. So data and content orchestration is a big thing for the future. I know it has been a, you know, a buzzword for a long time. It's going to continue in that way, but with brands and customers taking a lot more ownership themselves of owning that data, not subbing it out or getting it from third parties and, and really trying to keep control of their data. And, you know, there's lots of new digital commerce models that are popping up, lots of innovation going on right now, uh, and that will continue into the future of you know, new and innovative ways to engage with consumers on that digital shelf. 
I likened it the other day to a, to a CMO of another big organization to the early days of, you know, when the mobile phone first came out. Um, you know, it was new and people were experimenting with new ways of connecting and engaging in communication. And when it comes to digital commerce, that's kind of where we are right now. Um, you know, people had engaged with it prior a little bit before, but the opportunity to be creative and to view digital commerce as more than just a transactional uh, point of sale and as an avenue or a, or a medium for brand building and two-way consumer communication is, is going to be a real trend for the future. And those brands that are investing in the creative aspect to it and that harmonization of themselves internally, but also in their harmony with their customers are going to be winning, uh, you know, hands down. So I'm really not surprised to hear that you mentioned digital commerce, you know, the new models and some of these really high priority imperatives because it is so hot right now. But how are these companies evolving to really meet the accelerated e-commerce needs? So first of all, I would say that we have seen an acceleration in direct to consumer. So like large brands and companies, of course, will still go, you know, using the B2B to C platform. So Amazon's not going to go out of business anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, but, what, but what companies have seen is that having a mix and a blend of different commerce strategies really gives them flexibility to, to, so that consumers can decide how they want to engage with that brand or that product. So having a really fluid mix of B2B to C commerce going through a, another commerce provider, but also have the ability to connect and engage and have that interaction direct with their consumers has been a big shift that we've seen. Um, I touched on this earlier, you know, the leading companies who are getting the basics right and getting those foundational pieces for how to connect, you know, your, your, your um, digital commerce content, both visual and textual and analytics joined up, um, you know, they are, they are getting, they're getting that right and they're really leading the way. Um, and it's exceptional companies now who had those foundational pieces, right, are really now being able to push the limits. So we've seen some really exciting trends in digital commerce, such as augmented reality, where you can have, um, you know, without an app actually being installed on your phone. So you can be on a commerce site and you can decide, I want to switch to an augmented, augmented reality environment. And you can either see that product in your home. You can have a, an augmented reality engagement with a sales assistant. Again, all without an app on your mobile device. So that's quite exciting. We're also seeing a lot of um, connectivity on how to really hyper-personalize the content for the different audiences. So rather than having a broad content strategy that goes across all of your retail sites and all your demographics, we are really being able to tailor the content that would most closely engage with that particular audience subsegment and that particular retail channel. So it's kind of like the, the, uh, the Netflix for digital commerce, basically. Uh, and, and customers who have, again, gotten the basics right, have now been able to experiment with these cutting edge innovations for different types of content and, uh, and engagement methods. You mentioned data and content orchestration. And what exactly does that really entail for you at ICP? And how do you support companies who are trying to do that? So this is the million dollar question, right? Who or probably the hundred million dollar question for the big companies who can get this right. We have seen historically quite a siloed structure for how large brands and companies interact with their data and insights and their content itself. 
Um, so you have customer data, first, second, third party customer data. There are you know, media spend and media performance data. And then finally, we have content performance data in channel or in market for, you know, for all the segments. But very rarely have we seen brands taking advantage of joining up those data sources altogether in a way that is fast and responsive. We, we see sometimes questions that are asked, okay, I need to develop a new strategy or positioning or campaign. And then that'll go off, that'll be a brief that'll be sent to an insight agency. And it'll take sometimes weeks or months to actually pull together those insights. And you know, currently with the fast pace of how customer consumer behavior is changing, um, that's just not good enough anymore. Those data sources need to be connected together. They need to come together in an environment that's going to get the right insight almost before you ask the question. So in, in near real time or anticipate it. And then finally, it's to then segment those data and insights into the right stage of the content creation lifecycle. So if I'm putting together a strategic campaign that's going to launch in six months or 12 months time, you know, having that insights of what trending, what's trending on Twitter at nine o'clock yesterday, that's not gonna be super relevant or useful for me. So really having the right data and insights connected to the content that you're producing quickly so that you can take action and it can be really valuable and useful. And what we do at ICP is really how to help companies orchestrate really a lot of the stuff that they have already. So how can they connect their existing data sources, their existing technologies, and reassemble the internal operational teams to take full advantage of what they already have and be nimble and agile and get the basics right that then allows them to really innovate and push the boundaries you know, of what can be done in the future. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time and we appreciate you being here so much. So I just have one final question. If I were a marketing or brand lead, um, what would you suggest that I do to fully leverage these principles and find total marketing harmony? Wow. Okay, cool. So um, the, I guess my first point is don't automatically go out and just buy some new technology. Chances are that if you work in a large organization, like some of those that I mentioned earlier, you probably already have some or most of the technology that you need already. It might be used in a different part of the organization in a different way, but really making use of what you have already and just joining them together. It's that scenario where, where one plus one equals more than two. Uh, you know, where the sum is greater than the total parts, if I'm saying that analogy correctly. But make sure you, your first instinctive reaction is not just to buy new technology. Focus on that change management, that internal communications, making sure that your teams are all pulling together in the same direction. There's some getting your foundational pieces right, um, things like governance, uh, you know, just making sure that people are doing the right things and that you're, you have that flexible master data model that goes behind it that underpins all of it and really pulling everything together and harmonize your data your content your systems your process and your people to really to give you the best opportunity to be flexible and agile and i would say getting those foundational pieces will help you to be more agile it's a little bit counterintuitive right get the basics right which means you can then be agile don't try to do all of your big enterprise processes and systems in an agile way all the time because it becomes tricky to scale at that point. So just to recap, you know, don't immediately buy tech, change management and communications, get your structure, your master data, your governance in place, and then give us a call. 
uh, obviously, because, you know, we, we've got a lot of experience. We want to share our best practices, um, you know, and keen to help companies succeed to those, uh, those marketing outcomes. Well, great. Thank you so much, Victor, for joining us. And it was a pleasure learning more about ICP. And we hope to have you back again. Thank you very much, Katie. Thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe to the Millennium Live podcast. New episodes every Monday. If you have interest in participating in a discussion like this one, feel free to reach out to us. Email info at mill-all.com.